You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And with that, we are moving on to something really cool that happened this weekend. And particularly, I'm interested as someone who loves play-by-play and does play-by-play to get your reaction to this. Now, we had a lot of great choices for the Hall of Fame audio clip of the week um, for this for this show in particular because the World Cup final was amazing. And if you didn't hear Andres Cantor's call, look it up. He was uh, crying as an Argentine native uh, with the final call and just the emotion and the joy coming from him was amazing. You had the end of the Patriots and Raiders game where there was a fumble and then a, and then a, a sweep tossed back on a Hail Mary run that was intercepted and ran back for a touchdown by the Raiders to win the game. It was There was a lot of good choices this week. But I went with this one because it uh, has an Atlanta tie as to who was the loser <laughs> on the losing end of this one. And that, of course, is Matt Ryan. And the Vikings complete the biggest comeback in NFL history. This is how it sounded, courtesy of the Vikings radio network. Snap spot. Joseph, right-footed kick. My maybe my favorite part, Paul Allen does a great job. He's the longtime voice of the Vikings. Um, is the color man just every yeah. every five or ten seconds? Yeah, let's so, go. Was that the color guy, or was that someone else in the booth? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I didn't. Say, I I almost wondered if that was like a producer or someone else in the booth. Um, because usually. And Paul Allen's a good example of this. Like, there are some booths in the league, like Cincinnati, the, the color guy just tramples all over the <laughs> guy with, with cheering and yelling and all of that. Minnesota, they don't usually have that. Usually their their analyst is pretty good about laying out, let Paul kind of finish, and then jumping in. So I, I'm almost wondering if that was like a, a producer, an engineer, or someone kind of in the background. It would be like Bo Morgan doing that exactly. on a Falcons call. That, that's exactly what it would be. <laughs> uh, that's that's exactly right. Um, here's what I love about Paul Allen. Paul Allen is not – he reminds me of Larry Munson. He's not afraid to speak very honestly about the team that – I mean, I assume the Vikings are paying for him. I don't know if, if he's a radio station employee and – and therefore, he has editorial independence. But even when when you you kind of have editorial independence, you really don't. Teams can get broadcasters replaced very, very quickly because there's a long line of people behind Paul who want that job. Paul does an amazing job of honestly conveying 
what is happening on the field and how he feels about it. And when he doesn't feel good about it, he's going to let you know. So I, I, I love, love the fact that Paul Allen is not afraid to express his opinion positively and negatively about the Minnesota Vikings. And you heard his raw reaction to, to what happened on, on Saturday. Um, poor Matt Ryan. Oh my God. <laughs> He's gotta be thinking, why does this keep happening to me? I, and, and what's crazy is that the, the AFC South is a lot like the NFC South, where if the Colts had held on to win that game, they would have had an interesting three weeks coming up. Yep. Now, you know, maybe not so much. And, and uh, the Jaguars, though, don't look now. Trevor Lawrence yeah. is playing like a number one yeah. overall pick. Yeah. We can't say that about any of the other quarterbacks in, in our division. No, no, that, that's for sure. And I think, again, like kind of, Tying it back to how we started the show, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the example that I think a lot of our hosts are going to point to when we talk about what the Falcons are going to have to do at the quarterback position. You know, that's proof that if you get the right guy, you can be competitive in less than two years. If you get the wrong guy, as the Jaguars had done with uh, heck, Blake Bortles, um, who was before him, Chase Daniel, I want to say, Chase Daniel out of Missouri, yep. Yeah, like the the Jaguars were in this death spiral of average quarterback after average quarterback. And, you know, when they were finally able to get it right with Trevor Lawrence, look at how quickly uh, it's taken for them to be competitive again. And and I think that's how we're going to be framing this Desmond Ritter conversation in the offseason. And maybe part of the conversation needs to be that Desmond deserves a little bit of patience. Yeah. Um, so as a play-by-play person, you got were you on you were on the call for Atlanta United's championship, correct? I was, yes. So how how do you how, take me in the anatomy of a of a broadcaster when a moment is that big, like the one Paul called or calling a championship? How do you process that in real time as you go to make the call? You're not really thinking about it because at least for me, it, you know, once it starts. It's just like any other game. You're going to describe it the same way as any other. You don't do anything differently because it's a championship game or a big game or anything like that. Uh, you might be a little more nervous than usual going into it. Um, the one thing I do remember about MLS Cup was I did want to have a general plan for what to do if Atlanta United won. Like, I I remember Wes Durham told me, don't rehearse it, let it be natural, uh, which I thought was really, really good advice. Uh, But I did want to have a general concept of how I was going to handle it, uh, just so I didn't say something really dumb or really stupid, because I knew there was a good chance that was, if it happened where they won, that call was probably going to be replayed quite a bit. Uh, Other than that, though, you, tra- you have to treat it like any other broadcast. And I would hope, I, I approach my broadcast this way, I would hope other play-by-play announcers would as well, um, you should treat every game you call like it's the championship. <laughs> you should put the same level of work and preparation into every single broadcast you do because ultimately our job is to serve the listener and make sure that the listener gets all the information that he or she needs to contextualize what's happening on the field. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I think I think for the most part, especially here in Atlanta, we're pretty lucky. We have a lot of really good broadcasters. I think now, especially seeing it firsthand as I'm, you know, growing in in the business. Started off when I was really young, and I'm approaching ten years into it, which is crazy to believe. And I'm sure for you, as you go on and you learn more, like it's so tough to get one of those positions that even when you're older and seasoned um you don't take it for granted like a lot of other people and a lot of other jobs and industries you know well i've been doing this for 25 years i can roll out of bed and do this in my underwear i think because the industry we work in is so unique and so special and you know it doesn't feel like you work for a living that a lot of people even even as they get to a point in their career where they're established or maybe even a hall of famer, like guys like doc Emmerich were on top of their a game to the end, Bob Costas, you know, you hear guys like that call games and they sound like they did in 1990. And that's because they truly appreciate the position they're in because it's so special and there's so few of them. No, totally agree. Uh, And there's probably one or two, you know, I don't want to call them national broadcasters. I think they were more regional. Like one in particular I can think of um, was the broadcaster for a, a, a college team uh, who had done it for so long. You could tell he had kind of really stopped doing all the work and you can tell, you right. can tell what, when you have that happen to you mentioned Doc Emmerich. I think the one thing that made him great was just his level of preparation that, which was so consistent night after night. So um, that, that's the thing, but, but again, the thing I love about Paul is his, his passion. I think it's not fake. I think it's very, very authentic. Uh, and again, I love the fact that he calls it like he sees it a lot, especially of younger play-by-play announcers are very much afraid to call it like they see it because they're afraid of, you know, what the consequences of that might be. Paul has gotten to the point where he's such a institution that i think he doesn't have to worry about the consequences anymore yeah let's wrap up here an example of that is uh i grew up uh in new york city and michael k is the play-by-play voice of the yankees he's Mm -hmm. also the afternoon drive host on espn new york in new york city so he (laughs) the thing that gets under his skin and the only thing that really he's not a yeller like a mike francesa or chris russo was but the thing that gets under his skin is when callers call into the radio station and call him something along the lines of like a Yankee boy or a Yankee shill because he does the announcing for the team. And he says, the Yankees have never once in my career told me what not to say. I do the broadcast and then I come on my radio show and I speak freely. So I think you yep. you, you hit the nail. No, and listen, head. I mean, from my perspective, again, Atlanta United has never told me what to say ever and has never uh i I say it like they're a person but like the people who are in charge they have never 
confronted me about anything I have said. Um, the Atlanta Hawks have never told me what to say ever. There have been instances where they have confronted me on things I have said, but uh, they have never told me what to say. Back when I was doing Falcons games, same thing. They have never told me what to say. And quite frankly, a guy like Michael Kay would probably expose them if they did. Yeah, you build up enough clout. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Off Air Podcast. We thank Mike Conti, as always, for joining me. I am Chris Thomas. Follow Mike at MikeConti929. I am at C. Thomas Radio. Next time we speak, Christmas will be almost upon us. Hanukkah is going on right now. A festive episode of the Off Air Podcast to come your way. Mike, we'll talk to you in a couple